Welcome to the Build with Brabeck podcast, where we dig deep into real, raw, and honest conversations with people that are making moves, making change, and making their own version of their very best life. And teaching you how to build the same. Covering all things health, wellness, anti-diet culture, body positivity, and so much more. Here's your host, Amanda Brabeck. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Build with Brayback podcast. I am so excited to have you here streaming on air. Um, and I'm excited because I got a little solo dolo podcast. I've been trying to do these once a month because you all seem to enjoy them. I find them extremely cringy and hard to like gear myself up for, but I think maybe that's a sign that I need to do them more and like get a little out of my comfort zone, you know? Um, Well, highs and lows, I feel like these weeks are literally flying by. And so by the time I come to record again, I'm like, oh, week went by, I don't have a new high and low. Um, But my high definitely is that I um, signed up for like a 20 week manifestation, um, and like coaching kind of course. So I'm super excited to dive into that. Um, I feel like over the last couple of years, I've done a lot of soul searching and trying, um, different, you know, avenues and creative projects. And I have like a better, idea of what my quote unquote, like dream life would be. Um, but I've also been feeling super stuck in, you know, how to take the steps to make all those things happen and get out of that like negative mindset. So I'll definitely share some good tidbits as I go through it. It starts next week. So it's definitely scary. You know, anytime, you're doing like internal work like that, like, you know, it's going to be hard, but I'm excited to, I don't know, learn a little bit more about myself and learn some tactics and manifest some cool shit into my life. Um, and on that same token, I'm also starting therapy for the first time ever in my 29 years of life. Um, so same kind of idea there. Like I'm excited because I know that it's going to be super introspective and helpful in everyday life and in my relationships. Um, but at the same time, I know that parts of it are going to suck and that parts of it are going to be really hard work. Um, but it's all good work. So yeah, go to therapy. It's cool. Um, my low I don't know. I guess piggybacking off of that is just kind of like that stuck sort of feeling. Um, but again, you know, just trying to take steps to get out of that and not stay in a funk. Like last week, I definitely just felt like I was in such a funk and, you know, maybe something was going on, but I just was so fatigued and a little down in the dumps. I didn't want to exercise and I didn't really force myself into it. Maybe I should have, and it would have turned my mood around a little bit. Um, but this week is so much better. And especially 
knowing that I'm taking all those different steps um, to head into year 30, feeling, feeling good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Where should we go next, guys? Um, well, I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge some of the things going on in the world right now. And I feel like I should spend more time doing this kind of thing in the beginning of the episodes, but it definitely feels overwhelming just because there are so many things that could be talked about. And honestly, the world is a stressful place. So like, yeah, you wonder why our generation is riddled with anxiety. This, this is why. Um, but obviously my heart really goes out to, you know, people that are stuck in Afghanistan. Um, obviously the soldiers that died this week. Um, and also people like that, that's their home country. And it, I can't even imagine the feeling watching everything that is going on there. And I am not an expert on the matter. So I'm not going to talk about the politics of it all. Um, I don't think most of us can totally wrap our heads around what has happened over there. And honestly, it's was a, it was America's longest war. It's a 20 year war. So I don't think we can pinpoint everything on just one person. And that is all I will say. Um, and also obviously, um, thinking about everyone down South dealing with hurricane Ida, um, and you know, people that have died or are stranded or are without resources. Um, I should have Googled <laughs> where we should all help them on, but um, I'm sure that information is not that hard to come by because we all have Google and smartphones. Um, and most importantly, what's really breaking my heart and infuriating me at the same time, like literally to the point where I could cry about it. Um, Texas, good old Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas, including the assholes. Um, if you did not tune into the news, um, today is Wednesday when I'm recording this. So today, um, Texas actually passed a law or a bill. I, again, politics, guys, it's not my thing. I'm doing my, it, it is my thing. I am involved in it, but like the, the nuances, I am not super well-versed. Um, so extreme ab abortion bans, um, it can be as early so it bans abortions. Sorry, tripping over my words. It bans abortions um, in which fetal cardiac activity can be detected. So that can be as early as six weeks before most people even know that they are pregnant, which is absurd. Like it is a trap. It's not giving anyone a choice for anything. There's no exceptions for incest, for rape. Um, 
It says that. <gasps> oh, it literally, my stomach is turning. Public and private agencies can provide emergency contraception for victims of rape or incest because those people are so, you know, it's pretty typical that they seek out help right away, right? No, they don't because Texas actually protects their rapists more than they do the women that are uh, affected. But, you know, whatever. Um, and they're also giving citizens the um, ability. I, I don't know the like I really should have read up. I have been reading things about it all day, but now. I am tripping over my words like crazy and I'm not going to cut it out because like the just flow of consciousness, um, stream of consciousness, but it gives citizens the ability to sue anyone who helps a pregnant person obtain an abortion. So that can be anyone who drives them to their appointment. It can be the doctors, um, whoever, which is crazy. And they can receive like substantial amounts of money for this. Um, and they're setting up tip lines. Like it just, it's really, it's a scary, scary thing. And I don't think, I think it's really easy living up here in Boston to, oh, like, see guys, the emotions, <laughs> I'm literally tearing up. But like, it's really easy to live up here in Boston where if something, if that was the choice that I wanted to make, it doesn't matter if it's rape, it doesn't matter if it's incest. If I don't want to have a child, like I have the resources and I could figure that out up here. But the fact that in this country, it's legal to control women like that. It just really scares me. Like the direction that things could go for the rest of the country. And I'm just thinking about the people in Texas that are going to be trapped by this law. And their lives are going to be changed. And if they were so worried about babies, they would care about the foster this foster system. They would care about so many other things. They could. There have been male contraceptives that are tossed to the side because the symptoms are too severe. Where literally women have blood clots and strokes and severe mood swings and dangerous symptoms from birth control. And it's just expected that we all stay on it. Um, and that's the only choice. Wow. I was not expecting to full-blown cry on here, guys. I am embarrassed, but it's just real. And uh, I saw this meme that just really laid it out really, really perfectly. Oh, I think that I'm also feeling this way because I started the day 
Well, last night I watched um, one of the episodes on Netflix of Explained, the one that talks about flags, and uh, which sounds so stupid, but seriously, Netflix Explained flags episode. It is wild just how the government uses basically like a propaganda symbol to make sure that, you know, you follow no matter what. And it's just wild. And like that really set me off. Um, and like, it's all stuff that, you know, but it's just like wild, the psychology behind it. Um, and then this morning on my walk with Poe, I listened to, um, a podcast with Cheryl Sandberg, who is a super inspiring woman, but just, um, hearing a lot about, which again, all things that we know, just women in the workplace. And we think that everything is equal, but like, it really truly isn't. And then all the reasons, you know, why people do certain things and how it's all just boils down to women are, are not valued in the same way as men. Um, which again, things we all know, but still, I think it's just compiling anyways. Um, Okay, so this post, it was a quote, and it says, anti-choice people are not trying to stop abortion. They are trying to legislate who can and can't have abortions. Because conservative politicians, their wives and mistresses and daughters will always be able to get an abortion somewhere, which is so true. All anti-choice rhetoric does is keep people trapped in poverty for generations. That's the goal, and if it wasn't the goal... They would spend their time and money on comprehensive sex education, free birth control, and free contraception. Wow. Simple, simple, simple explanation. Anyways, um, some resources that you can go to to educate yourself, to, um, to donate abortionfunds.org. Um, so the National Network of Abortion Funds connects you with organizations that can help to support your financial and logistical needs. Um, tfund.org provides emotional and financial support to people who are seeking abortion care. Fundtexaschoice.org um, provides travel assistance to Texas residents, whether your appointment is in Texas or if you have to travel out of state. They can also connect you with organizations who can help you pay for your abortion. Um, and then obviously Planned Parenthood, the GOAT. Um, wow. Was literally seriously not expecting to get that emotional. But I mean, we live in a country that will you know, blow a bunch of smoke up our ass and tell us that we are not second-class citizens, but it's very apparent that's not the truth. Anyway, let's rant about one more thing, and then we're going to get to some listener questions. Um, Khloe Kardashian, man, oh, she had a tough time this week. So she, um, I'm sure you saw it if you spent any time on social media. She basically had an interview and made fun of overweight people saying like, I hate people that have a gallon of or whatever, like a tub of 
Hagen dazs in their hands and just complain about how they hate themselves and they don't do anything to take care of it, blah, 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 blah. Which, like, a couple things about that statement in and of itself. That is definitely, like, just an old narrative that's a bias against overweight and fat people. Um, like, a lot of people that struggle with their weight don't just sit around eating ice cream. And by a lot, I mean, like, a really big majority, like, looking at someone and judging them on their composition, it's just unfair. You don't know how long they've struggled with their weight. Some people exercise, have like a perfect exercise routine, a perfect diet, and that is where their body lies. So like uneducated anyways. Um, and then I understand that mindset of like taking weight and everything out of it. I too get frustrated by people that complain and complain and complain about anything in their life and do not take action because I'm not like that. Um, and I think that everyone has control over their lives. Obviously people start out in better situations than others, but don't complain, get up, make, take action for sure. But those are really big words coming from someone whose net worth is like over $50 million, who has the best of the best trainers, the best of the best dietitians, private chef. Um, and it just goes back to my issue with the Kardashians. And I do, I have respect for them in a lot of ways. Um, but this is one that I really, truly don't where like, Chloe, you know how much plastic surgery you've had? Sure, you bust your ass in your in the gym, in your private gym inside your home with your celebrity private trainer. Sure, you work really hard. But you also have had countless plastic surgeries, which no shame, but don't claim that you haven't. Like everyone knows that you had. That body is not self-made. We can all agree on that. Um, and that's their whole issue, right? Is that they act like they have changed the game in terms of um, body image. Like, you know, they're curvier than people were in pop culture before. But at the same time, it's the literal, like, most unattainable body type because they've all gotten surgery to make them look like that and they all deny it. And I'm going to hop off my soapbox now. Um, okay, cool. Let's, let's freaking answer some questions. Let's do it to it. Um, all right. Mental toughness and how to overcome slumps when, um, we're feeling defeated on not reaching goals. How do we show up for a workout or a workout class when we feel the worst? Um, and then just in general, positive mindset, 
manifesting what you deserve, giving yourself grace to fall off track and pick yourself up back again. So definitely lots to unpack there. Definitely got a handful of questions about mental toughness. Um, and I don't think there is like one blanket answer here at all. Um, I know for myself, I like to try to stick to like a loose routine, um, a routine that's loose enough that I can give myself grace to succumb to my circumstances sometimes. Sometimes life is just too busy and that exercise that you thought was going to happen just isn't going to. And that's okay. We don't want that to happen every day, but it's okay to give yourself grace. Um, yeah. So maybe in the beginning of the week, taking a look at your schedule and figuring out what is realistic for you and like what your goal is and the reason behind that goal. Like if your goal is to work out an hour every single day this week, maybe you want to ask yourself, okay, what's really making me feel like I need to make that goal? Because that doesn't seem like a super sustainable thing that you're going to actually really stick with throughout the week. Um, so just setting yourself up for success on the front end, um, putting it actually in your calendar. So it pops up, you get reminders. It's like an appointment with yourself sort of thing. Um, and then, I mean, we all hit the slumps it's life. We are not perfect. Um, especially as women, you shouldn't really be working out in the same exact way all four weeks of the month. Cause we got what, you know, what's called that 28 day cycle. So I'm not an expert on all of that, but also certain times of the month, you're going to be super fatigued and minimal exercise is okay then. Um, but most of us don't really operate like that because most like diets and workout plans and stuff like that are designed by men who have a 24 hour cycle. Um, which just, it's such a different operating system and that's okay. Um, but if you do hit those slumps, I like to give myself a little bit of grace by actually reflecting on what's been going on, why I'm hitting that slump, try to find the root cause instead of just sitting there and being like, Ugh, I'm so lazy. I'm the worst. I suck. I don't deserve this. I'm never going to have this and whatever. Cause it's not productive and you're just going to feel like garbage. Um, so maybe that's journaling, maybe that's slowing down and doing some breath work or a quick like guided meditation, like getting your head in a better even spot. Um, and then kind of changing the narrative in your head. I mean, sometimes I'll get overwhelmed or tired and, you know, skip out on workouts because you almost get a mindset of like, oh, I'm not deserving of X, Y, and Z, or I'm never going to have X, Y, and Z. Um, and it sounds super corny, but writing it down or telling yourself like, I deserve this 30 minutes to myself 
my body deserves this 30 minutes to make it stronger, to move it, um, reminding yourself of like, wow, brain fart, um, reminding yourself of the feeling that you're going to have after the workout. Um, sometimes that's enough to kind of kick it into gear, but when you do fall off track, you know, maybe you stop working out for a week, maybe you stop working out for two weeks, whatever it is. Again, there is literally no point in sitting there and just being like, I'm the worst. I'm awful. I can't believe I did this. Blah, blah, blah. Give yourself a little grace, dust it off and make a plan. Maybe you reach out to a trainer like, Hey, you know what? I'm not holding myself accountable. I need a trainer to make my plan for me, tell me when I need to be there and hold me accountable to actually follow through. You don't have money for a trainer? Reach out to a friend. Who can do it with you? Even if it's just to text you and be like, hey, what are you doing today? Like, I'm going to do this for my workout. Um, And also just know, like having some trust in your body that like, you know what? I missed a week. Your body isn't going to rebel against you and like change in this drastic, crazy way. Like you can hop right back into that workout. You're going to be good. All right. Um, How to get your pregnancy or how to get your body back after pregnancy. Um, Obviously, that's a little bit of a loaded one. Um, Maybe go back and listen to to the episode with Kayla Mayer, who is um, a pre and postnatal exercise specialist. Um, I definitely would say to not focus on getting your body back. I know that that can be scary because that's what we're told as women that we're supposed to do. There's so much pressure that that's, that's where your value lies. So if your body doesn't look good, like, What's the point? But it's simply not true. And I think it's okay to, it sounds super dramatic, but like sort of mourn the loss of like, you were a different person before. Your body was different before. And it might not be ever exactly the same. It could end up being stronger. Who knows? Um, But coming to some sort of acceptance and appreciation, and love, and respect, which is going to make the process of getting back into an exercise routine, um, I think, a lot more of a positive experience rather than constantly comparing yourself to pre-baby because it's just not fair to come at yourself from that perspective. Um, So kind of doing that work, even before you're thinking about exercise, um, kind of just like gratitude work, maybe journaling with it. Definitely recommend following the bird's papaya. She's really open about all that stuff. Um, and then I would say, I mean, a couple of things, if you're like really wanting to get stronger and get back into an exercise routine, I would focus first and foremost on your core Because obviously, I mean, your midsection is what takes, besides down yonder, if you do a vaginal birth, is what takes so much of that, like, I guess, trauma, almost, you want to say, 
like major changes. Um, and starting small with that, like basic, 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 just really building up that core strength, which is going to make doing everything else in exercise and in life so much easier for you. So I would start there and, you know, maybe hire a trainer if you have the resources or seek out some really good trainers on like Instagram to just get tips and don't expect things to happen overnight. You know, we are not all supermodels running around out here in these streets, bouncing back like a rubber band. And that is okay. Focus on getting stronger, focusing on consistency. And maybe that just means some short, a few short workouts every week that's focusing on building up your core strength. And then it builds and it builds and it builds. Allow it to take time. Don't push yourself to the point where you're just going to want to give up altogether. Um, and also to my lovely friend who wrote this. You're beautiful and you're strong and you're amazing. So don't worry about bouncing back. You got it. Um, All right. Modifications. So I feel like I don't know this person's specific injury. What I will say, big modification guy. Love a modification. You know what I hate? I hate when people have too big of an ego that they don't use modifications and then they do the actual exercise wrong, which is pointless and dangerous. So set the ego aside um, and in the kindest way possible, just find some modifications that work. Um, I think this person was talking about um, knee pain. So if it's uh, Pain specifically, I would maybe try to talk to like a, if it's not like a super um, serious, like post surgery sort of thing, um, talk to like a corrective exercise specialist. Obviously, if it is more serious, you might want to just see a physical therapist who can give you some good tools for healing. Um, but knee pain can be connected to so many different things. Rolling out and stretching the muscles that surround your knee can alleviate a lot of your pain. So maybe that's, you know, rolling out your quads and um, like really look at your knee and see, oh, what's connected. Like a tight hip can give you knee pain. So really making sure you're focusing on mobility, stretching, um, and it's same as kind of like the person before start small, use the modifications, um, seek them out from a trainer. You could even just be straight up and be like, Hey, look, I don't have the resources to uh, hire you like full time, but I need to figure out some, some solutions for this. So can we, you know, meet for a month and get in a good routine that then I can carry out on my own. Don't be afraid to do that either. Like trainers are totally open to that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, I mean, definitely take it slow. Be safe. If you're feeling like soreness is one thing, but sharp pains, we don't want to feel that. So just be mindful in your movement. I hope that helps. If you want to chat, reach out. 
directly and we could like set up a training session and go through this stuff. I just don't want to give false information if I don't really know your injury. Um, lots of people are asking about consistency. Um, yeah, I mean, same kind of thing. You want to be consistent by being realistic also. Um, so that's incorporating rest days. That's honestly probably the biggest thing. Give yourself a few days to rest or gentle movement days. You're walking, you're doing like recovery yoga, you're stretching. Um, and that's going to make you come back to those tougher workouts feeling even stronger. Um, and honestly, with a consistency, don't set yourself up for failure. Like honestly, recently, like the last year, I've been doing like 30 minute workouts max, unless I'm going and taking a class or, you know, every now and then I'll feel ambitious and do like a 60 minute or something, but that's not what I expect out of myself every day. I just try to get movement in every day and I'm not doing the movement to achieve a certain body type. I'm not doing it to like physically body build, um, which is fine if that's what you're doing. But for me, consistency really has just been the goal. And that's been key for me. Taking the pressure off myself, finding things that I enjoy, because that's really what you're going to be consistent with. You're going to stay with it if you look forward to it. Um, and if you don't know what that is, think about what you enjoyed when you were a kid. Think about what you enjoyed when you were a teenager. Um, like if, you know, you love the outdoors, try to incorporate some like hiking and walking and stuff. So you're just spending time in nature, which is what you like. Um, if you loved being on the dance team or making up dances at sleepovers with your friends growing up. See if there's a fun like dance workout online or in your town or city. Um, and sometimes just starting there is a really great place. But I promise you, you'll do it more if you're not dreading it because that's the worst feeling. And you might dread it some days and that's okay. Um, but also on those days, trying to take into account like, okay, why am I dreading it? Did I have a really stressful day at work and I want to just um, like emotionally eat? maybe the better coping mechanism would be to do a workout. And sometimes on those days when I'm like super dreading it, but I know it's not for a reason that should really stop me from working out, I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to do 15 minutes. I'm going to move a little bit. I'm going to take the pressure off myself. Let's just move for a little, see how we feel. And then normally I end up working out for longer because then it, you know, you shake off the cobwebs shake off the bad mood, and then you get going. Um, oh, I love it. My uncle. Mostly this is just like a general topic. Get started. He goes, beginning week five of my wimpy three by 30 workout. And the gravitational pull on my body is reduced by 15 pounds already. Doing nothing equals no results. I honestly love that. Like, 
Except for like, don't say that it's wimpy. You're doing something. That's not wimpy. Um, but yeah, just get started. Show up imperfectly, show up messy, show up unmotivated and scared, show up as a new person, show up and start small. Maybe it's two workouts a week that are like 20 minutes long. Maybe it's just like, you know what? I'm going to start walking. Um, I'm going to try to walk every day. Great. I'm going to try this class because I think I used to like this when I was younger, so I might like it now. And then you gain confidence. You gain strength. You probably will start to enjoy how you feel during and after. um, And that's what's going to motivate you to pick it up. You don't have to start with like crazy workouts and a crazy routine. Like that's just not sustainable. Um, All right. Let's see. Just a couple more. Um, Skipping workouts and coping with guilt. So I think this kind of has something to do with that first question about mindset and not being so hard on yourself. Um, So I have been learning actually about these kinds of things in my like intuitive eating studying that definitely relates to this. So it's the same thing if, you know, you kind of go through like a binge or eat food that you think is quote unquote bad, or you eat way too much food and you don't feel well. Um, you know, you're skipping your workouts and you're coping with guilt. And so, like I said before, you're probably sitting there berating yourself, tying your morality to it. I'm lazy. I'm the worst. I'm guilty. Of course I would do this. And like really painting this nasty narrative of yourself in your head. Um, which again is not productive. It's just going to set you back further because you'll probably just start to believe it. Um, and it sounds cheesy, but rewiring your brain with like almost affirmations, um, and just being like, you know what? I skipped my workout because my life is really crazy right now. And I'm doing my best and my best is okay. Like finding these like positive ways of just giving yourself a break, you know? And no, we don't want to be doing that every day, but life is hard. I just cried on here. I mean, it's not about nothing at all, but like there's a lot of shit going on. Life is hard. Skipping your workout, not the worst thing that you can do. Um. So yeah, kind of thinking of these affirmations like, you know what? My body was really tired and I gave it what I needed and that's really positive. Maybe before you wouldn't have done that. Maybe you would have pushed through and felt worse after. Um, It's the same thing with uh, like a food type of thing. Like instead of being like, oh, I ruined all my progress. I suck. I'm quitting. And you can just be like, you know what? I ate more than I wanted to. I feel sick, but I'm not perfect. My body deserves nourishment. My body deserves and myself deserve to go out to dinner with my friends and enjoy a really good meal 
And sometimes you overdo it. That's okay. I deserve to go to my friend's birthday party and have two slices of cake because it was the best cake I ever tasted in my life. You know, take the pressure off yourself. Maybe that's like the moral of the story here. Take the pressure off yourself and ugly cry about the news. Um, all right. Super overwhelmed with work and not sure how to deal, maybe starting side hustles, that kind of stuff. Um, and that, I mean, side hustles are my bread and butter, but it can suck sometimes. Like it can suck and it can be really hard and it can be busy and overwhelming. Um, my biggest thing is just like staying as organized as possible, a pristine calendar, immediately putting things in your calendar, which I'm not always the best about. Um, at the beginning of the week I've been, well, I have like a really long running organized by like category to do list in my note section of my phone. So I have like a podcast to do list, um, like a more general, like content creation, X, Y, Z kind of stuff, like stuff that I'm like kind of building at, uh, like health and wellness. So like, Hey, you got to book that doctor's appointment and you just add it there. And that way, anytime I think of those things, like, Oh, got to pay this bill. It's on there. And then at the beginning of the week, I can look at it and be like, all right, what are the things that have to get done this week? So then I'll sit down at the beginning of the week, normally Monday morning or Sunday when I'm doing some journaling and I will just take up just the page, like things that I want to get done this week that I must get done this week. And you can even organize it like that. And then at the beginning of every day, I'll write down um, six of those things. No more, no less. And as you're going throughout your day, which is tough because if you're working a full-time job and a lot of this is like side stuff, it has to happen either early in the morning or after work. Um, And you focus on one thing at a time. You don't move on to the next one until you finish that first one. And it definitely does help me stay organized, stay on track, but not be super overwhelmed. Because if I just look at the giant list, I'm like, oh my God, and my life is in shambles. But if I look at those six things, it feels like a very targeted, um, intentional way of like building at your goals. So hopefully that helps. And also another way, give yourself some slack. Like it's really hard to do any side hustle on top of a full-time job. It's overwhelming. And some days, and I'm really bad at it. And that's definitely, I think why I get in my funks is because I want to get so much done every single day. But like, you're not meant to be working from five in the morning to like nine o'clock at night like that. It's not sustainable. So also be realistic with your like goals and tasks and stuff. Um, All right, last one, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, living out of fear and ego. So this is actually a big thing that I've been reading about as I kind of gear up for this, um, course that I'm taking. So it's sort of like the living out of, um, living out of like a a scarcity mindset, same sort of idea. So if you're constantly, living out of fear and you're 
telling yourself, oh, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if I'm not good enough? Basically talking yourself out of it. That's your ego. And your ego is a smart tool. It's your brain trying to protect yourself. So it's going to tell you all the things that could happen so you can assess the situation and run away from that like quote unquote danger. That being said, you should take the like guilt from that ego popping up away because it's a natural response. It's just trying to protect you. Um, But then also kind of push it to the side, which is not an easy thing to do. Like I actively have to do that all the time. Basically anytime I'm doing anything with like any of my side hustles, um, like acknowledging like, all right, yeah, those things could happen. But also instead, if you flip the script and live out of more of like a place of excitement and abundance and opportunity, and you really think about everything that could happen if you take that jump and like sit there and visualize it in your mind and maybe write it down in your journal, like what it looks like and, you know, all that could happen, all that you want to happen. And you're so much more likely to bring that into your life through maybe the tactics I just talked about. Like, all right, that's a really amazing thing. I want I want that to happen. So what are the things I'm going to do today to make that happen? It doesn't have to be a big overwhelming like, oh my God, I'll never get there. It's so far away, which it feels like that sometimes. But yeah, I hope that was helpful. I hope you guys don't hate that I cried. Um, I think a huge, a huge part of me being so afraid of these solo episodes is like having to really show up as myself, um, which I don't know why it's hard for me. I think I moved around a ton as a kid, like really just psychoanalyzing myself. Um, so I'm super adaptable and I've always been able to be the person someone needs me to be, but then it's hard to just be yourself because you kind of get lost in what that actually is. Um, but I don't know. I just want to, it's helping me honestly develop that more. And I just want to show up as my most genuine self for all of you. So you feel comfortable to do that too. And I kind of had this not realization because I know that that is how I feel. But yesterday I was recording a really awesome episode that I can't wait to share with you guys. Um, But it really just like reaffirmed, like I never started doing any of this for me. I started because at one point I was a young girl who maybe didn't feel comfortable speaking out, who felt uncomfortable asking about certain things. And I know a lot of people throughout their life feel like that. Um, And it only can lead to isolation, to misinformation, sometimes unhealthy or dangerous behaviors. So my only hope here is that Maybe I'm normalizing insecurities. I'm giving tools to cope with and accept those insecurities. And most importantly, giving you the empowerment to feel comfortable showing up as your most perfectly imperfect self 
Um, and sometimes that means being vulnerable, vulnerable about my own shit. Um, but a lot of times it means lifting up other female voices, helping people hear from someone that's like them or going through something similar. Um, so scared or not, uncomfortable or not, let's all just keep showing up for each other. All right. Have a great week, guys. Have a lovely weekend, a nice long weekend. Be safe. Please be safe out there. Um, that's it. Have a good one. Peace and blessings. Thank you for listening to the Build with Brayback podcast. Stay connected on Instagram at Build with Brayback and our website, www.buildwithbrayback.com. Show a little love by rating and reviewing, sharing with your friends, and of course, subscribing so you don't ever miss an episode. Until next week, keep on building.